We are progressing more and more through the season of Easter, and through this Easter season, we have been unpacking and uncovering all the different facets about our re-entry into our community after the pandemic, as we begin to rediscover what it is that we can do and how we can be after this kind of dark night of the last year plus is finally behind us. Now, as we have been doing that, we have been uncovering little moments, challenging our faithfulness. As people of faith, we are often challenged and called to do things that make us a bit uncomfortable, that push on us and stretch us and cause us to do things that are a bit even inconvenient to us, which should be kind of a given, right? I mean, part of the transformation that we are called into as disciples of Jesus is to push and be different and be changed. And yet it's amazing how many times I hear from people about how something in their life, some good thing, perhaps even church, is somehow inconvenient for them. And I think we might be missing the point of this Jesus thing. In today's gospel lesson, we hear Jesus say, you did not choose me, I chose you. And I have appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. This idea bears repeating. This idea that we did not choose God, God chose us, is an incredible idea. You see, mostly we as Christians talk about our choosing God, which is important. But we kind of leave out the first bit, which says very clearly God chose us. God loves us. God calls us first. And then when we say yes, we are responding to God's love. When we participate in moments like baptism, when we commit ourselves to the way of Christ as disciples, we are actually responding to God. We're not somehow choosing God out of nothing because God chose us first. God loves us first and God loves us completely. You know, it is a real challenge, to be honest, to understand the depths of God's love for us. God loves us so completely. No matter what we've done or what we might do, God loves us still completely, totally. And it's hard for us to really wrap our minds around this idea because honestly, we as humans have limits to our love. Now we may not want to have limits to our love. We may not wish to, but we're human and we're imperfect. And the idea of God's perfect love is something that is just a challenging idea to us. We are not the only ones who are challenged with God's great love. Jesus's first apostles, after his death, resurrection, and ascension, were left on earth trying to figure out how to do this Christian thing. They had walked with and learned from Jesus himself, and yet they continued to be surprised by just how big God's love actually was. In today's first lesson from Acts, we get this weird moment. It's in the middle of the story, and it kind of seems out of context, but I've got to preach on it, because this is the story of Peter going to see Cornelius. Cornelius was a Roman centurion. Cornelius was a Gentile. Cornelius was not only outside of the Jewish community, which was already an odd idea for them, but Cornelius was part of the Roman oppressors. 
Peter is trying to figure out how to do this Christian thing, how to go and what Jesus says, go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And Peter has this moment, this vision that is honestly a weirder part of scripture where there's this sheet that comes out of heaven and it's filled with all kinds of interesting foods, many of which the Jews were not to eat. And this voice, God's voice says to Peter, eat what I give you. And Peter being that good Jew says, oh Lord, I'm not going to eat the stuff I'm not supposed to eat. He imagines it's like a test, right? And then God says, did you not hear me? I said, eat. More theologically sound. He says, anything I make clean is made clean. And then immediately following that vision, Peter gets called to go and see this Roman centurion, Cornelius. Now, if you put yourself in Peter's position, he probably, A, didn't really want to talk to Romans, and B, certainly didn't want to go to the Romans because God told him to. That must have been somewhat confusing. And yet here he goes to Cornelius' house, only to find that Cornelius is a pretty faithful guy. And Cornelius had his own vision where an angel said, go find Peter. So here they are finding each other, and Peter realizes he's got a chance to tell this Roman about Jesus, and so he does. He begins to unpack this story of Jesus in this Roman's helm, and before he's even done telling the story, the Holy Spirit falls upon Cornelius and his entire household. Peter then says, who are we to withhold baptism from those the Spirit has fallen upon. In other words, Cornelius and his family have not done anything to earn God's love and yet they receive anyway. And Peter's job was to get out of the way and let the spirit work. Peter did the right thing in that moment, but it's never a given. Choosing to do the right thing is something that we all struggle with. If we're honest, we know the right thing to do. And yet, how often do we find that we kind of missed an opportunity? That we didn't just do the next right thing, but instead we kind of skivvied around and we didn't take the chance to show someone God's love. You know, it's easier to show love to those who love us first than it is for us to show love to people who don't or people we don't know, which got me thinking about this really excellent story that I saw just this past week. You know, the pandemic's been hard on a lot of people, but it's especially been hard on those who have struggled with employment and other problems that just exacerbate the idea of simply getting sick. I saw a story about two five-year-old twin girls, sisters, Gabby and Luna, who live in Kansas. They were sad because they celebrated their birthday during the pandemic, so they couldn't have the party that they really wanted to have because their family was quarantining and trying not to get sick. And on top of that, their mother, Letitia, couldn't quite give them the party that she wanted because she had lost her job early on in the pandemic and was struggling to make ends meet. So everything was just not the way they wished it were. But Letitia said that she was going to give these girls something fun to do. And so along with the arts and crafts they had been doing during the pandemic, which I don't know about you, but if you've got young kids at home, you know we have been doing lots of arts and crafts in the pandemic. Letitia invited Gabby and Luna 
to write notes, to send prayers up to heaven. They were going to write these prayers and tie them to balloons and let them go as part of their birthday. And so the girls began to write these notes. And given that they were five and they couldn't have the birthday party they wanted, they had to include a few gift requests on these notes too, which included frozen dolls, of course, and a new puppy. Good luck, girls. So they write these notes, tie them to balloons, let them go. And they thought that was it. But that was not it. Because more than 500 miles away in Louisiana, a man named Alvin was out deer hunting and saw these notes hanging from a tree. And he pulled these notes out of the tree and he said in that moment, he knew he had to do something for those girls. And so he took pictures of the notes and in a, you know, somewhat creepy way, posted it on social media and figured out where these girls lived within 24 hours. Two days later, Alvin and his wife had packed four boxes of gifts and shipped them to Kansas, including two frozen dolls. And as if that wasn't enough, Alvin properly called Letitia and asked if he could do one more thing. And so he and his wife got in their car and drove a little dachshund puppy all the way to Kansas for these girls. Now, this story is one of those heartwarming moments. But for me, I wanted to point out the moment when Alvin saw these notes. It could have been cute. Right? Here are some notes that were obviously floated out of the sky. I mean, he didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what had happened. And he could have thought that was sweet. But instead, he wanted to do that next right thing. Take a step farther. He wanted to show some love to these people he would have never met otherwise. And how simple it was. And how much it likely changed not only Gabby and Luna's lives, but Letitia. This mother who couldn't quite give her kids what she wanted to give. And yet with the love of these strangers surrounded them with a profound hopefulness about who we can all be when we invest ourselves in one another. See, that's what we have the chance to do now. When we talk about re-entry into our community, when we talk about rediscovering one another and reforming the community we lost over the last year, we have a chance to do things in new ways, to relate to one another in new ways, to go the extra step to do the next right thing in a way that may challenge us and stretch us out of our comfort zones and might even be, God forbid, inconvenient. But to show each other Some of the love we have received from God is perhaps the greatest calling of our Christian discipleship. Today is Mother's Day. And Mother's Day is not easy for everyone. Although it might be sweet for some, it's a challenge for others. Mother's Day can bring up Lots of joy and lots of sadness and frustration and disappointment. And yet, we know that when we fail one another, which we all fail one another in some way, we can rest knowing that God never fails us. God's love is complete, total. God's love is perfect in a way that 
ours can never be. We can be thankful today that God has chosen each one of us and that in our imperfection, we get to choose God back. We get to say yes back. We get to be invited to do the next right thing and show one another the love we have already been shown ourselves. As we progress on and we leave the pandemic behind, what are some of the ways in which we can change our own lives? How can we stretch ourselves, adopt new habits, disciplines, take advantage of new opportunities that help us respond to God's love in new ways? We have been chosen, chosen to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. May we have the courage to do just that. Amen.